0: is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the kind of funny x cast your home for all things xbox here at kind of funny of course i'm one of your hosts Snowbike mike and today i am joined by both of my gaming dads mr paris lily welcome back for another week on a tuesday homie yeah, how you feeling
1: today i'm, I'm good gotta gotta get used to the new recording time i almost, <laughs> I almost forgot i can't lie i was like oh wait we're recording today <laughs>
0: New recording day We're back again for all of you On a Wednesday this is posting Around the globe for each and every one of you Not your Saturday mornings anymore But you get the midweek blues with all of us We'll bring you the energy and the fun And Paris I'll tell you I have a lot of energy On a Tuesday you know you catch me at the beginning of the week I'm ready to take on the world Friday at the end of the week I was ready for all of us To hit the end record and get out of here Each and every time Now of course Paris we have to be joined By Gary Witta and Gary for the next couple of weeks, I'm making the intro all about you. Aww, I know you have something very special to promote. And I know that like maybe our X Cast listeners can get just a little bit of a tease ahead of each and every twitch.tv slash Gary Wittis stream where we'll be talking about gun dog. So promote, 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 and let's talk about the fun that we should have
2: this week. This I was gonna say, I'm still getting used to this this time slot change. It's a very different Tuesday <laughs> afternoon and Friday yeah. afternoons are a very different energy. So it is taking me, it is taking me a minute to adjust. On this occasion, it's actually it's actually handy for me because this, you know, the show goes out on a Wednesday. Wednesday nights are now gonna when I'm gonna be doing this this gun dog experiment where I uh, again, just real quick, because I know we wanna get on to talk about why people have actually tuned in and Xbox stuff, but um I adapted my own science fiction novel that's coming out later this year into like a nine-hour audiobook with Shannon Woodward from Westworld and The Last of Us and music by Austin Wintery. It's really, really cool. Chopped it up into nine one-hour-long episodes. And if you listening to this on Wednesday, you can actually come by tonight, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. We're going to do the live uh, first broadcast with the season premiere, hour-long episode, and we're going to do episodes live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. for the next nine weeks. It's a nine-episode season and if you can't catch it on twitch then you'll be able to catch it on um, my youtube channel there'll be like an archive version there youtube.com slash gary Witter. and then when the audio series is done when the live series is done we're going to put it on podcast services as well so you'll be able to listen to it that way so no one's ever done anything quite like this before kind of basically publish an audio book in like episodic chapters to a live audience i have no idea if it's going to work but we're going to have fun finding out and thank you again for the plug you're a good friend
0: Heck yeah, Gary. You know, each and every week we're going to be talking about Gundog. And I guess I should ask you a follow-up, of course. This is going live to everybody on Wednesday. Wednesday night, you will be doing the premiere episode one, chapter one. Do you want to give us a little teaser right now to get people excited to tune in later this afternoon? Or maybe if they missed it later on in the week, what what can we expect from part one of this?
2: I mean, the whole story is, without giving too much away, it's kind of a mashup of a lot of my favorite stuff. It's like kind of half Book of Eli, half The Last Starfighter with giant mechs. If that if that appeals to you, if that concept appeals to you, I think you'll like it. Kind of post-apocalyptic, post-alien invasion. Um, it's really, it's really fun. It's definitely got a lot of that kind of big giant robot energy to it. Uh, the whole thing is just kind of a big kind of popcorn empowerment fantasy, kind of a young woman who escapes from an alien prison camp and discovers this giant. Uh, war machine that she can use to kind of take back the fight to the uh, to the aliens that came and conquered earth decades ago it's a lot of fun it's very pulpy it's very popcorn shannon does this incredible performance and we have a very very special uh mystery guest actor as well who i haven't announced yet i want people to see if they can guess the voice um but uh you'll 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 get a kick out of it when we find out who else we got to come do this thing with us it's a lot of fun so yeah twitch.tv slash gary 7 p.m uh, Wednesday nights, we'll have a live crowd, and we'll do the audio, and I'll be there to answer questions and do kind of a Q and A book club every week for the nine weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Sounds exciting as can be. If you need some VO work, Mike and Paris are here for you. I have one voice, Gary, but Paris he has range. So man of a thousand voices. <laughs> if, if you need us, we're here for you, Gary. But of course, everybody tune in twitch.tv slash Gary Widda for the fun to begin. That is later this evening. If you're listening on podcast services. And over on YouTube. But enough of that. Let's jump in to all the fun Xbox talk that we got for you on today's Kind of Funny Xcast, because this is the Kind of Funny Xcast. Each and every Wednesday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time, we post for you over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, and of course on podcast services all around the globe. Don't forget the team here at Kind of Funny are now Epic Games partners, which means you can use our Epic Creator code at checkout anytime you're buying a game off the Epic Games store. If you're buying V-Bucks for Fortnite or maybe you're upgrading your look in Rocket League, please consider using our Epic Creator code, Kind of Funny, at checkout to help support the team. And talking about support, we want to give a big shout-out to those of you who support us over on Patreon, whether you're watching right now on the live chat here on a Tuesday afternoon. Shout-out to PSW, Omega Buster, and of course, Cooper, for watching live, and of course, thank you to our best friends who are the Patreon producers for the month of August. Thank you to Fargo Brady, Delaney Twinning, James Hastings, and Casey Andrews. Of course, this week the kind of funny Xcast is sponsored by Chime and Me Undies, but I'll tell you all about that in just a little bit, guys. We have some fun ones. And to kick off the stream, kick off the podcast, I wanted to talk to you guys about the Nemesis system because it's one rad video game system that we don't get to see used much because it is a very special system dedicated to those awesome uh, Shadow of War games. But there was a modder out there who created the Nemesis system for Skyrim. Reported today, creator Cyclonix created the Shadow of Skyrim Nemesis, an alternative death system mod for players to enjoy with their Skyrim playthroughs. Of course, what does this do? It turns every enemy who defeats you into a ne- Nemesis with a unique name, increased stats, and special buff. It gives the player situational and random debuff upon defeat, allows your nemesis to take your gear and use it against you, and it gives players a quest to track down your nemesis. So really cool to take that system modded into Sky Skyrim, which is of course one of the best games ever, and really cool to see this. But I needed to know what did your guys' thoughts on the nemesis system when you first used it and played it over in the Shadow of War series? And then what game would benefit from a nemesis-like system Paris, I'll start with you. What do you think of the Nemesis system, first off?
1: I think the Nemesis system is great, but uh, remember the, the conversation we had last week about games that we've not played? Oh, okay. Laid on me. I've not, not played it. Ooh. I've never I never played it. I never played it. I, obviously, okay. I've heard great things about it, and I've heard great things about the Nemesis system and, you know, obviously the, the innovation that, that it brought to gameplay, but I, I never played it. It, it just never it was something that got on my radar at the time that I jumped in. Two and played. So unfortunately, I, I I can't comment on the first time I played it. But to see it come in, into Skyrim and be a thing in that, I think that's pretty cool.
0: Pretty rad, right, Paris. Let me sell you on one of the best games around. Because if you like Lord of the Rings and you like Assassin's Creed, you got to play these yeah. games. Because man, oh man, it's truly incredible. I love the parkour. I love the combat system. I love being in the Lord of the Rings world. And I thought one into two was a blast. There were some issues with two. You know, you got halfway through the game and then they were like, guess what? You got to do the whole game again, taking it over all the camps. And now the orcs are like three times your level, maybe buy new orcs. And you're like, no, I don't want to buy because I just played like 40 hours. And they're like, okay, well, you can do it again. No, you know, here, there, they fix it eventually. But the nemesis system, truly awesome and really special. Cause I did love the dialogue of the nemesis system of those people remembering you talking with other different lieutenants and them remembering you and what you did That was really cool. And so, yeah, I think of a game like Halo Infinite to me, Paris, where we did see, you know, the high value targets that would work so well. Cause I remember dying to a couple of those elite brutes before, and it would be awesome to see them raise in the ranks, maybe get a special name on that health bar above their heads and see something like that. So I think a game like Halo Infinite would really benefit from something where that enemy remembers you and you got a little grudge with them and you got to get back after them. Um, Gary, the nemesis system to you. What game would you like to see implement that or maybe try it out in their world?
2: Well, first of all, I should say that like Paris, I've never played the games, uh, the Lord of the Rings games either, but it's the internet. Who needs an informed opinion? I can just I can just run my mouth without knowing what I'm talking about. Now, I I do I do, I do I do remember reading a lot about the Nemesis system in the games. It was the like the one thing that like those games I don't think were necessarily that successful in their own right. But it's the one thing people remember about that games right. It was like the hit feature that kind of broke out. I'm actually kind of surprised that it, that it hasn't proliferated more because it's such a cannibalistic industry, right? Someone someone hits upon a bright idea and the next thing you know, like a year later, everyone's got their copycat version of it. Look at what happened with Battle Royale, right? There was like a, a couple of games come out of the Battle Royale space in innovated in that genre and now every game has to have you know battle royale and it dominates the fps space so kind of surprised to, that that it hasn't proliferated more i would say that what, now i would say that it is definitely something that appeals to me personally because i have an epic ability to bear a grudge like i okay. i i, I okay. don't forgive and i don't forget so i have many many nemeses in in real life the idea of having them in uh in a video game as well is very appealing to me. I tell you, I, I tell you what, I, I don't know if it's really that similar or that analogous, but the one thing that I think you'll respond to, Mike, because I know we have both played this, is I feel like there's more of an opportunity for this to become a thing in the PVP space. I love that invasion feature in Sniper Elite 5. When someone else can come into your game and start messing with your gameplay, I don't know if you've ever been an invader, Mike, or had your game invaded. But when when uh, my friend and I would play, like we were like deep in the middle of a mission, we were like totally focused on the mission, and then we got invaded and someone started taking pot shots at us. You immediately drop everything, right? All you yeah. all you care about is that invader, and it's re- and it's a it, it, the the idea of like having those kind of personal grudges and like personal little kind of micro dramas that play out between you know player a and player b or player a and like NPC B as it was in the um the nemesis I, I think it's a very clever idea and i I'd definitely like to see kind of more implementation of it both in pve and pvp
0: thank gary that's good i'd like to build off of that gary because now you got my you got my brain thinking here it would be cool to make a nemesis in sniper elite five or i'm thinking about you deathloop and how that played out right where it's like, oh, Paris keeps getting the better of me, and like we're nemesis, yeah. where like if Paris logged on, he would see me playing, and it's like, oh, your nemesis is playing, and they're open to be invaded, and I would love that feeling of like, oh, he's back, or like, I gotta get after them, I'm gonna load into their game. That could be a ton of fun, Gary. That That's really cool. I'm sure someone in the comments will correct me, but there was a multiplayer shooter that I played, I don't know if it was Halo or something, but I always felt like there was one game that was like, this is the person you killed the most and they killed you the most. And it would just show you their name at the end of the stat tracker. And that's one that I would love to see. That one always got me too. Yeah. When we're talking about rivals. Uh, BJ Bernardo in the live chat right now says, kind of funny games, perhaps a version of Forza Horizon. I like the idea of having rival races or racers. I'll tell you, I love banging into Gary and Paris and (laughs) Phil Spencer whenever I'm (laughs) driving against their driver tars. That would be kind of cool have some rival racers there yeah, in the, the, the burnout
2: system. games i mean burnout revenge was all based on the idea of having those uh, those you know those the, those kind of personal grudges between other races yes
0: uh barrett of course our producer and director of the show you can help me and chime in on this i believe assassin's creed odyssey started to build on something very similar to a nemesis system i know you brought up wb had patented that system and they kind of did something similar but not really what did you think of that system?
1: Yeah,
3: um, yeah. it was early last year that WB finally patented uh, the, the Nemesis system, which, again, is still so wild since when uh, the first game had come out, what was that, like 2014, and they took seven years to patent the idea. And somehow in those seven years, we never really saw uh, anyone else like really copy it uh, and implement it the same way that they did. Odyssey, you had a couple different systems. There was the... Cult of Cosmos, which were not really the same thing. You had to find clues across the world to uncover the secret cult. Um, And then on the other side, you had the the mercenary rankings, which was very, very surface level if you want to, like, compare it. It's, like, it's similar, but it wasn't exactly the same. Like, you started out as, like, a, you know, there was, like, a ranking, essentially, of, like, the best mercenaries uh, throughout uh, Greece, and you would kind of slowly kill your way up uh, the mercenary ranks and essentially, like, you didn't become a better mercenary by, like, doing missions. You would just kill other mercenaries, and <laughs> sometimes they'd uh, hunt you down if they uh, if you were in the... Um, in their territory, uh, if you were, like, uh, wanted, uh, a couple of them would be uh, sent after you and stuff like that. It was similar, but I, I don't think it was really as in-depth as, uh, as the Nemesis system in and of itself. But that was fun, but it definitely, playing through it, you're like, ah, this is definitely surface level compared to the original thing.
2: Yeah, I remember that system a lot because, you know, Leah played, my wife played uh, Odyssey to death, and she was ranking her way up through those, um, through those mercenaries, but you're right. It, that to me felt more like just like a series of mini bosses, like side quests, little things you could do rather than- Yeah.
3: Mr. Hawks in the, in the chat- of the Rings
2: but, game I think was better.
3: Yeah. Mr. Hawks points out in the chat, like once you defeated a Merc, like they were gone. Like they, they don't come back. There's not like right. a, a rivalry that builds between you and stuff. It's it, you're right, Gary. It, it It is just kind of a series of mini bosses, but if you get to the number one rank area, you get this like really cool looking scary horse and it's dope as hell. <laughs> <laughs> what a game that was.
0: Well, yeah, my mind goes to a lot of open world action games. Try to think of games like Crackdown, Batman, Sunset Overdrive, benefit from those. But I love Gary bringing up the PvP aspect, and I would love to see that incorporated and somehow made a little fun with that. I think our Sniper Elite idea, Gary, is the right way to go with that one. But uh, let me know down in the comments section below for our fun icebreaker of the week. Where would you like the Nemesis system to go and what game and how would you implement it? Of course, shout out to that modder out there, uh, Cyclonics, for making the Shadow of Skyrim mod that is available now for you to join and play on your Skyrim. WB, don't take that down because it's different and not the same. Let them have fun. And it's just amazing how
2: it this, like, still such an active mod scene for Skyrim. I saw a thing yesterday that someone got Skyrim running on a pregnancy test. Like it's oh, absolutely no. absurd. You're no, like the that pre- up, the pregnancy pre- test had this tiny little kind of like dot matrix LCD screen, and they had Skyrim running on it. It was mad. Did you see the latest one where you can play
0: with up to eight of your friends? Mm-hmm. That one looked really too. cool, guy. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to play that. I think it takes a little bit, but I would like to do that. And I think that's when we talk about in the future. We talk about uh, Starfield and what that's going to look like with mods, right? You think of those thousand planets. And what people are going to be allowed to do, and what they can do with the mods, I think that gets me really excited for what the future is with the Bethesda games and what the modding world will look like. So can't really- wait for
2: like the when I'm in the retirement home playing the Starfield 20th anniversary Mega Gold Platinum edition or whatever it is, because you know you know it's going to have the same kind of long tail as, as Skyrim, right? We're going to be with that game. Those Bethesda games are like herpes; like you, they're there for life. You have got them for life. Oh yeah, Tuesday
0: episode is going very well, everybody. Get excited. Uh, I will get Paris involved in that one. Paris, do you think Starfield will have the legs like Skyrim? Right? Like we don't really people talk about Fallout 4 and like some people play, it, but not to the level that of like Skyrim and the generations that we've had. Do you think Starfield will have that staying power like Skyrim?
1: I I don't want to be definitive and say yes. Okay. I want to say, I'm sure that's the hope. Okay. I'm sure what they're attempting to build with Starfield and eventually when when the mod community comes in and because what what is it now I'm forgetting now thousand planets or wh- whatever it is I forget the exact number it's a lot that's coming in imagine modders coming in and actually coming in and making these handcrafted planets that you can explore and discover stuff and, and do all these things. I, I would imagine that's the, the ultimate goal to have it, to have it have legs past, you know, the initial launch and, you know, expansions and DLCs that I'm, I'm sure that they're planning for it in its first few years. So as long as Starfield is engaging and meets the promise of of what, you know, they're they're obviously trying to sell us on, I absolutely think it could, but you know, that still remains to be seen. We'll obviously see middle of the next year if it lives up to that.
0: No doubt. Shout out to that Bethesda team as well. For getting the mods on console. I think that was a big Mm -hmm. one, especially growing up of like looking over and knowing some of my friends on the PC side were messing with the mods and console, you couldn't do that. And then they were able to figure that out and bring them over to the games and make them so easy to use. Shout out to that. But guys, we have a really fun one here. Actually just started a whirlwind on social media before we started recording. (laughs) So write this down as you listen. 3.45 in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Let's see how this pans out. But Twitter has gone ablaze because a friend of the show, Clobriel, the squirrel on Twitter, you've seen them in Xbox Insider, has shared an image of Elden Ring store page that would allow you to play via the cloud. Now, of course, we do know that Team Xbox is doing their best to start allowing Xbox users to start playing their full library of games via the cloud that aren't on the Game Pass collection. But we have now seen other reports of other people now bringing up saying that there is some confusion because it could be coming to Game Pass Ultimate as you see the logo if you're watching on YouTube. Or, of course, if you're listening, there is a logo of the Game Pass on that with Elden Ring and a Play in the Cloud logo as well. Now, of course, there is no official confirmation on this Tuesday afternoon of what's happening quite yet, but it is something to keep an eye on. Now, the Game Pass counter team over on Twitter as well has reported that they see GTA 5 and Soul Hackers 2 available on the cloud and possibly in game pass. So Gary and Paris, I turn to you, Gary Gamescom right around the corner. Is this what you want to hit the fans with an Elden ring game pass announcement, or even just able to play in the cloud.
2: So I, I heard about this right before the show, when we, when we were yeah. discussing it, just when we went live. So it's still very new, not quite sure how to unpack this or what to make of it. Just, yet. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd, I'd be surprised if Elden ring showed up on game pass I mean not you know, even even though Game Pass has the, you know this well-earned reputation for debuting titles that you might in another universe you might think too big for Game Pass nope they're on Game Pass and they've done this amazing job of bringing these AAA titles and obviously not just the the Microsoft ones that we know are kind of baked in but from third parties that's been really really in, in uh impressive but in terms of Something like Elden Ring, which you know clearly is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, game of the year. I think is probably uh, almost certainly nailed on for you know, for the game of the year. It's certainly going to be a major contender. It's going to hoover up a lot of awards. It's big, 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 big. Um, I think if it were to go to Game Pass, it probably would be the biggest third party title yet to do so. I don't understand. I, I don't know how the economics of Game Pass works. You know, Microsoft are very opaque about that, and rightly so. It's like a whole. You know, business plan that they have, and they play that very close to their chest. I'd be fascinated to kind of take a deep dive inside the economics of it. Like, how does it work for Microsoft? How do they make money? How do developers make money? I know that um, for for indies, it can be it can be very advantageous, is what I've heard from some developers. In terms of a big game like Elden Ring, though, which has already proven to be a sales juggernaut, I can. I I mean, some of this is already established, right? Like, there's a, a game comes out, it's a bespoke, you know, kind of typical. Uh, you know, à la carte. You know, sixty dollars, seventy dollars, and you buy it at retail. You buy it through the Microsoft Store. It's not in Game Pass, and it has its has its day in the sun. And then, as sales start to kind of you know trail off, maybe it goes to Game Pass and gets a second wind there. But Elden Ring is still very much, I feel like, in the in the middle of its like first life cycle, right? You feel like it would be premature for it to be going to to Game Pass, unless you know Xbox is going to backing up the money truck to to say like Elden Ring is such a flagship. Third-party title, we want to we want to be able to kind of you know bag some bragging rights on it, like oh you know only available you know on on uh, on Game Pass, other everywhere else you've got to buy it. So I, I think it, again, I don't understand the economics of it. I, I all of all of that though distills down to me saying I would be I would be genuinely surprised if it showed up on Game Pass anytime soon. At the same time, Game Pass surprises us all the time with what shows up there. So who the hell knows? Paris so, Game Pass so,
1: is
0: all surprised. What do you think?
1: Yeah. So like I said, this is literally coming hot off the presses and it's basically in rumorville. So who knows what's true and what isn't. So I read it completely the opposite of Gary. I don't think it's coming to Game Pass. I think this just might be the kickoff of them allowing you games that you digitally own. You'll be able to stream from the cloud. If you have Game Pass, I think Game Pass is the prereq here, whether the games inside of Game Pass or not, you'll be able to stream it on the cloud unless it's something that's free to play, which we've obviously already seen with Fortnite. I just think this is just expanding the library and the platform by allowing cloud streaming, you know, to 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 be with more games, obviously third party games that that are in the Xbox ecosystem and what a game. To add, which is arguably like it ain't even arguably at this point, the game of the year for 2022 is going to be Elden Ring. So to have that to say, hey, if you own it on Xbox, you got Game Pass, you can go stream it from any device you want via the cloud Um, as they expand that out. I think from a marketing PR word of mouth standpoint, that is a feather in their cap as they continue to try and get more people into cloud gaming. Here's the biggest game of the year we're going to let you stream it from the cloud. You right? There's a couple prereqs to it, but you can stream it from the cloud. So that's how I read it. Obviously, look, we both might be wrong who the hell knows what what this is going to be, but that was what I took from it when I saw it.
3: The interesting yeah. thing that I didn't even realize cuz you you had in your notes here Mike, GJ5 and Soul Hackers 2. The thing is like uh, you know, uh with Atlas especially and atlas being owned by sega you've got the yakuza games uh, on game pass uh the persona games are coming to to game pass as well and uh, atlas is the one who uh makes persona and uh they're the uh, uh, developers behind soul hackers too so it's also one of those things where it's like maybe they're like fully in now as well and like maybe it, i'm just trying to think of like does this give it, like, any sort of ground of, like, if Soul Hackers is coming to Game Pass, is that also, do we also see Elden Ring coming to Game Pass? Are the, are we getting a couple of, like, little tidbit leaks here of uh, games that are coming? It's interesting. Yeah, It's really exciting. I mean, you both bring
0: up good points of, like, in Game Pass or just via the cloud. When I look at Elden Ring, right, you talk about the Game of the Year contender. It's looking like it right now. Everybody's talked about it, but we're also hitting that point in the life cycle, right? Where we are six months off to release Gamescom is the end of the month. So we'll be nearing that seven, eight month, whatever you want to call it. And we're kind of hitting that lull. This is that big second wind, right? Because I don't see a DLC on the horizon this calendar year. Maybe I'm wrong, but when I look at Elden Ring, there's no DLC in sight. So that means we'd look to game pass a mega announcement. Even if it's just like you said, pairs just on the cloud. That's a big win for Xbox. Also massive new cycle rotation. If it is on X cloud. And then on games pass, it's even bigger of a win. You get even more players to jump in and give their opportunity to play it. Thanks to game pass. And that second win coming towards the second half, people don't forget about you for the game of the year talks, which let's be honest, nobody is going to forget about them, but you know, you'd like to be there for the second half, especially up against God of war coming in November. So seems like a big win. I mean, I would turn to you then, Baird. once again. I look at Soul Hackers, too, that just released in, what, late August? or that's It's coming
3: out next still week, coming I out. think. Yeah, We just uh, so, did a preview of it on Gamescast.
0: When you look at Gamescom, that's August 24th through the 28th. That's like almost lining up with a day-and-date release of this August 25th. Is that going to be the thing to do this, I guess, for you, Baird. Is this game big enough where it will stand alone without a Game Pass, or would it benefit exponentially
3: with a game pass subscription. Uh so I I just looked it up just to be sure. It comes out August 25th and you said uh once uh, Gamescom 24th through the 28th. I mean, yeah, you you could kick it off is I, I don't know if it's going to be like the if Soul Hackers Two does come to Game Pass, and they announced it at Gamescom and all that stuff. I don't know if it's going to be as big of a pop, but I do think it would be big for that. Uh, for both Atlas and the the game in and of itself, just because you know, especially with Atlas games like not really having uh, a lot of history on Xbox, it gets a bunch of people in who have been interested in Persona, interested in whatever Atlas is kind of up to to be like, all right, hey, like let's actually check out and kind of uh. See See what their uh, what their kind of game formula is all about, and you know, we previewed ga- uh, uh, the game on uh, Games Cast last week, and we bless and I said it's kind of it scratches that specific atlas jrpg itch so if you're if you're looking for more of that like this will definitely hold you over until persona 6 comes out in like six or seven years at this point right um and so i think that would be big especially with persona 5 royal at least we know coming out in two months uh to to game pass you could open really like get that like uh ball rolling of getting people more and more people hyped of like okay like get get soul hackers 2 on the on the the subscription Get people to understand what their games are like, and then you know have the uh, best reviewed game from Atlas uh, dropping on the, the uh, subscription service in a couple months. Um, I could see that uh, definitely happening, especially like looking at how that all lines up. For sure,
0: pretty exciting stuff. I mean, keep an eye out. This is all just hot off of the social media mill, so we don't know if this is rumor, if this is real, where this will fall. But you do know that at the end of the month is Gamescom. If this is to belie- be to believed, you would have a great kickoff of Elden Ring, possibly GTA 5 and Soul Hackers coming to just being able to play via the cloud or maybe even Game Pass could bring a lot of energy for the end of the month, especially here in this drought of first-party games that we've continued to talk about throughout the year. Can I can
2: I just add one thing on the Elden Ring hey, cloud conversation? It Gary, it
0: Gary. So
2: coming back to what we were talking about last week because we talked about cloud gaming last week and I actually, I, I may... Re- I'm not sure if I'm right, but I may even have mentioned Elden Ring in this in this context. And I was talking about how like for cloud adoption, like the last games or the last category of games, or the last category of gamer that I think will really embrace cloud gaming will be the Twitch gamers, right? Like the the and I don't mean the service, I mean like the people that play like very twitchy, very sweaty games, you know, that requ- that, you know, that re- require kind of split second timing. Um, and you know you want like really really high frame rates and, and peak performance to make sure that you can you know perform. Like if it's if if you die to a boss, it's your fault, not the fault of the hardware or whatever. Microsoft must be very very confident, I think, at this point in their cloud architecture. If and again, it's a big if they do bring a game as high profile and as twitchy as Elden Ring, you know, to the cloud. Because, like, it, I, I would say, like, if you're going to play Elden Ring over the cloud, you better make sure you're living next door to a Microsoft, you know, Azure data center or at least very close to one because you're you're not going to have any margin for error. Again, one thing I know about Elden Ring is that when you're fighting those bosses, you need, like, crackerjack timing, right, on your dodges and evades and stuff like that. Like, imagine a situation where you've got, like, a boss down to one shot and you've got almost no health left. It's like It's, it's like the boss or you who's going to get the next hit. And you lose on that boss because there's like a millisecond glitch in the cloud or whatever. You're gonna burn your fucking house down. So you you better you better be very very confident in the cloud holding up with with games like that that require that mm. crackerjack timing. And I, I want to believe I, again. I, it's a good sign if indeed Microsoft is bringing a game like that uh, to the cloud. Because if there is an, if, issues with the streaming performance, you're gonna you're gonna hear about it with a game. As high profile as elden ring so i think there's there's that whole equation to consider as well
0: as someone who plays a uh, competitive multiplayer on the cloud for halo which my friends hate me for it's not perfect gary that input latency <laughs> is definitely there so yes i'm a little
2: worried is that about what that, you blame but... me on these days mike <laughs> that's what i blame it on i go <laughs> to bed
0: and i play it with my friends and they say mike you suck and I'm like, well, I'm playing it's it on the, the cloud. cloud, don't worry about it. It's
2: the goddamn uh, cloud.
0: Yeah. You're, you're right, Gary, right? Input latency is definitely a thing when it comes to cloud. And when you look at a game like Elden Ring, I think Paris always says it best. It's a great option and a great alternative for you to be able to jump in and experience the game that you love, and maybe take it with you. But yeah, you're right, Gary. It's going to be a nail-biting experience, knowing that at any moment this could flub, and you would have a bad time for sure. on that. Let's keep it rolling with Game Pass, because you two, hey, you guys have hyped up the family game pass and it seems like Xbox has heard you and we are making moves to make this happen right now because family game pass is now being tested in certain markets. So right now currently available for Xbox insiders in Colombia and Ireland. A now mind you, Tom Warren, thank you to you for putting it into American dollars, $25 a month for five people all must be in the same country is what it seems to be adding up to. Looks like you'll get Game Pass Ultimate level of benefits as well. Paris Lilly, that's $5 a month if you got five people on this plan. That's outrageous. Are you happy about this? And do you think it will stick? That's going to be the conversation we have. Is this too cheap? What are they going to do? Because we talked about the subscriber numbers and going up to a certain point of 100000000 million, let's say. Is this sustainable to be charging $5 a month for what is a $15 a month service?
1: You, you know, it's interesting. I uh, I think you're even in there for a little bit, but I, I had hosted a Spaces when uh, this this all broke, right? And kind of talked it out with different people from the community in real time, trying to wrap our heads around, could this really be 24.99? Is that the price? Does that make sense to have it that cheap? Because, you know, we've had this conversation already and I've always kind of thought 30 bucks seemed to make, make a lot of sense to me. But the more I'm starting to think about it, I I can see this being the real price once it's rolled out everywhere that it is 25 bucks, five bucks ahead. Obviously, you know, if you have all five people on there, because what does it do? And and again, I'm about to do some terrible math here. Okay. So, so yeah. So they're at 25 million right now, right? Let's say when this family plan comes out, they're now at 35, but of that 35, 15 million people have now converted to this family plan, right? You have 15 million family plan subs. 15 times five is what? That, that's what? what? What is that? Bad Na- Yeah, early, yeah it's, early, it's what? 90 million, million right? Man. Yeah, it's okay, 90 million, okay. or something like that, right? But you see my point. Now all of a sudden, their subscriber numbers that they can report people that are subscribed to Game Pass and use and interacting with games in Game Pass just skyrocketed because of this family plan. And you now have more people inside the ecosystem and it isn't even about, all right, look, we don't know the math and the financials on how this thing is viable, but what it is going to do, it's going to get more people playing games. It's going to get more people engaging in games. And if you have quality content that people want to support and keep playing like this, this Forza horizon, hot wheels, DLC, you know, let's say halo infinite gets on track and their battle, you start thinking about the games that they're going to have. And the extra content that's going to be a part of that, that you're going to have to purchase if you want to continue to play it and the cosmetic items and all that. So there's now more people to monetize with your with your your microtransactions, for lack of a better term, because of this family plan, because more people are now invested in the ecosystem. And let, let's, let's keep it real here. That Activision deal closes. Now, all of a sudden, Xbox becomes the quote unquote home Call of Duty because it's day yes. one on Game Pass family plan boom now everybody that loves call of duty is getting it through game pass and what does call of duty have a ton of dlc that comes out that they're going to be able to monetize so that was kind of my my thought you know as 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 i went through this and thought yeah they probably could get away at 25 bucks a month for five people because there's just that many more people now that are on game pass and that are you know interacting and, and and monetizing it through microtransactions
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, well put right there, Paris. Some way to think it through because it is a lot. To me, I am stunned by that $5 number when we break it down, right? Because when you look at it, Xbox Live Ultimate includes Xbox Live Gold, the 100 games in the collection, PC and cloud streaming. So it's almost like, is this the moment you would phase out Xbox Live Gold as a subscription service, right? Because now you're charging $5 less for what it would normally be at that $9 price. But there's going to be jabronis like me who aren't in a family plan and are still paying out of pocket fifteen dollars a month, right? But it is interesting that five dollars a month seems pretty wild. Gary, yeah, you got five people to team up with on your family plan,
2: are you putting me on this? No, I was just thinking. I was just thinking about that, about like what I what I would do with the five subs. So we have three people who play three people with xbox accounts in our household but i but we also have other family members in other states Mm -hmm. like in-laws and stuff and you know we could share there's there's definitely option we 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 would you know none of those subs are going to be like sitting there gathering dust like they'll all get used i mean like i said you can even you don't you don't have to technically even though you are like family to me mike you don't technically have to be family right it's it's anyone in the same country you want to no you
3: got to um, get your legal documents all together to prove. yeah that, that's right we
2: might have to, to get like we might need like a bullshit vegas waiting or something to make this all you know above board but like we'll we'll make it work paris can be the best man we'll we'll we'll, we'll make it we'll do one of those little elvis drive through chapels and then you can have my my game you can be on my game pass family plans like the green card for the for the 20th century and it is literally a green card as well so this 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 all works out very well um no i think you know look we talked about this before this is the next logical step in the in the evolution of you know kind of the game pass offerings it's something that people have been asking for for a while so it makes total sense i remember when we were kind of prognosticating about this and throwing out different would it be this price? Would you get that much? Like, I think, you know, we threw out a lot of stuff We kind of like shotgun approach to it. But I seem to remember we, like at least one of our guesses was pretty close to where this seems to be ending up like 25 for five, basically, and I think it makes a lot of sense. The other thing that occurred to me about it is it might be a very nice way for Microsoft to kind of goose its subscriber numbers. Because, yeah, I mean, technically I, they could argue that every time they sell a family plan, that's five new Game Pass yeah, subscribers, exactly. right? And so if they if they want to be able to brag about having 20, 30, 40 million Game Pass subscribers. Every time they sell a family plan, even if they're only using like four of those subs or whatever, they've sold you the sub, so they get to so they get to add five new subscribers to their to the numbers that they then you know they, they get to go brag about.
1: And that was kind of my my point. Is now you can you can do a, do a little not fudging, I guess is the wrong word, but like you're saying, you've you've sold five oh. subs, whether they're being used or not, they're sold. So let's say 15 million people. Now take advantage of that. 15 times five is 90. I mean, that's that they're in. They can obviously promote that and say, Hey, we got this many people in game Pass now. So I I would think that would be the logic behind saying, we're going to put this at an extremely affordable price to give you an incentive to want to jump on that. Because to your point, Gary, I'm immediately taking up four subs because it's me and three of my kids. Right. So I still have an extra sub that I can give to another family member or a close friend, Mike. So, you know, think about it. A lot of people are going to do that. That's just the reality of it. And I'm sure they they know that. Um, I know there was also some talk about would there be any restrictions on this? And it's seen again, we don't know anything, but shout out to Jess Corden, because I know he did a lot of work on this, but it seems like they're going to adopt what you can already do with o- Office 365. That seems to kind of be the infrastructure that's in place to support this. So if that's the case, there might be a restriction that you can only share it with people that are in your country. So only people in the United States, I can't share it with someone in the UK or someone in Italy or something like that. But once you're a sub, you can have full advantage of uh, Game Pass Ultimate. So that means cloud streaming, everything. So I would think in that sense, as long as you're in a participating company, once you're you are a sub, you should be able to still use Game Pass no matter where you go, because that's how it is right now. So I don't think anyone that Signs on to that is going to have any type of restriction outside of the family. All needs to be in the same same country when you sign up.
0: Yeah, I'm really pumped up that they are leaning towards Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. I think that was the yeah, big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have
1: to do that. Of yeah. like,
0: yeah. Are mm-hmm. we doing? Are we just doing console? Or are you going to let people choose console or PC? Ultimate is the right way to go. And yeah, the five dollars still wows me. But Paris, he did say it so well, and I'm hooked on that one. Is the money you'll make off a DLC and the microtransactions, right? That is where a lot of business subscriptions are going to now. And we do know that Xbox does not include the first party DLC in their subscription services. Don't get me on the hive busters y'all. I know that's the one off, but still have to buy Forza hot wheels, right? With your game pass subscription. So they're going to make a ton of money off of microtransactions. And now five more people are going to get involved in their ecosystem and (coughs) buy, buy, buy is probably the target goal here. So Pretty wowing, very exciting stuff. I guess I turn to you guys to wrap this up as the two heads of your families, right? What kind of rules or settings do you want? Or do you want it simply, I give that person their subscription, they do whatever they want? Because we've talked about the parental controls before. How much control do you want off of that?
1: Well, I would imagine, right? And and this is where it all ties in. Anyone that's on your family plan is now subject to to the, to the family settings, the the parental controls. So, you know, on my oldest daughter, I don't, I don't limit anything because she's basically an adult, but on my, my two younger ones, I I have certain hours they can play times, all that stuff set up. So even if now they're on game pass, all that stuff should still apply. So I would imagine anyone that you're adding to that, you're, you're literally adding them to your family. I, I think, again, that's the whole point of it, right? So mike hey if if i'm mad you own the sub man that means i get to i get to regulate your time you know but that that's what i would imagine it would be and how people want to enforce it or do anything with it obviously will be up to whoever the the head head of the account uh would would be
2: okay all exciting stuff gary what are you into this you excited about it I really like the idea of this as a way to fuck with your friends. Like you give yeah, a, you exactly. give a, you give a buddy of yours, mean. like your fifth Game Pass account, but then you put parental controls on it so you can fuck with them. That's fantastic. Yeah. What a All great way to troll people. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, You're restricted to like E for everyone game. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: The final one before we get out of here is when? When do you think this is happening? We're testing it now. I mean, Paris, you know best. We test, we come back, we do the analysis, we work it out again, maybe another test phase, but. When do you think we will truly see a game pass family plan rollout?
1: I would love to see it come out this holiday because I think it would be a pretty big deal if you could tie that into the holiday season and gifting stuff and all that great stocking stuffer, Right. But is that realistic? If they're just now starting to test here in August in two countries, what does that rollout look like? Is that something by, I don't know, Thanksgiving, you can roll out to the united states and canada as your your first country and then there'll be other countries as you go into 2023 i don't know because i don't know how much of this infrastructure they need to test like what's going on but to your point they're not going to put this out until they're 100 confident that it's going to be seamless to be able to do it so if it's not ready by the holiday then it's simply not going to come out this holiday and it would be 2023 i would imagine though Whenever Forza, whatever of the big three, Forza, Redfall, Starfield is out, probably Redfall or Forza, not Starfield. But the point is, once one of their three big games for the first half of 2023 comes out, I think you would want to have that family plan ready to go. Because, again, it's going to be a big selling point to tie in with, look. Now our internal studios are starting to pump out these big AAA games that you're going to want to play. Oh, look, we got the family plan. Invite four members of your family to come with you on Game Pass day one. There you go. Hire me in marketing. I could do it. No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) Hire Paris right now. He's ready to rock and roll. Uh, Gary, what are you liking all of that? Hopefully the holiday, or would you expect longer?
2: I mean, I, I have no idea how long it takes to thoroughly test something like this, but I I, I think that best case scenario, yeah, the, the the holiday. I don't think it would be any sooner than that. Also makes sense, you know, you want to have some kind of offering around around the holidays. There's probably not going to be any new hardware, uh, given all the supply you know chain issues that we're having. But you know, maybe something like this is kind of a cool thing uh, to put out there in the holiday season. Holidays, of course, you know, is when families are getting together. At, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I feel like a family plan. Um, card is it would be something kind of very giftable, very you know, very uh, very Christmassy, like you know, to unwrap on Christmas Day. as like a nice you know, family game pass for the whole family, you know, for the next twelve months or whatever. Feels um, you know, if, if it feels right to me,
0: yeah, it does feel right, but it also does feel so far away, you two. And actually, we have another story about a game that is being delayed and pushed so far away. But I'm going to tell you all about that right after a word from our sponsors.
4: No one. And the rock means... No one likes waiting on a paycheck. Especially ladies and gentlemen, when you've got bills due. Good thing there's now Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. Waiting for your money, never good. Getting your money in the advance, great. Who wouldn't want that? Chime is more than about just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account it takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Corp Bank or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on the payer. Where would the sunglasses go? Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Have you heard about the legendary underwear brand that's taken the podcast world by storm? Famous for their buttery soft undies and bralettes, Me Undies loves podcasts just as much as you do. It's like they're made for you, and you're made for them. You're made for each other. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know I love my Me Undies because they're the most comfortable underwear I've ever had, and because they have great patterns. As the king of Halloween, my candy corn pair never fails to make me smile. Everyone knows Me Undies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes, but did you know they also make other stuff? We're talking about durable, cushy socks that will make your feet sing. They even make hoodies for your dog so you can match every important person in your life. Available in sizes XS to 4XL and tons of colors and prints. Bionis you know, says a great offer for my listeners. Any first-time purchasers can get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com kinda funny. That's slash kinda funny. Guys, welcome back. Let's talk about delays. Everybody hates them, but they need to happen
0: so we can get the best game possible and allow for those in- <coughs> incredible teams to make the best game. Right now, yesterday, it was announced that Marvel's Midnight Suns has been delayed. The DEET's coming out of a take two. Uh, phone call a um, report says take twos fiscal year ends in March 2023 so we can expect it sometime or before the end of March 2023 being pushed out of this year kind of upsetting because of course this is a for game. game you know XCOM XCOM 2 these are really fun games and they're working really hard to bring in the Marvel universe into this kind of turn-based card video game amalgamation here but very excited to have the Marvel name here. Sad to see it go. Guys, were any of you interested in this Marvel's Midnight Sun? Gary Whitta, this uh, gets you at all? You an XCOM guy?
2: I think we're just kind of taking these delay announcements in our stride at this point, right? They're so <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are so commonplace in um in 2022 you know co- you know covid keeps rolling on there's all kinds of other issues going on in the world again when i scroll through my twitter feed now i see that little you know that block of text on a on a background and i'm like yep another. before i even open it i know another game has been delayed <laughs> yeah. um it really just it, it's just a question of you know I, I, it really depends on like what is the stature of the game and how important is it to you not you know i think Fraxis is a tremendous Team Marvels an interesting license, and I think Midnight Sun could be an interesting game. But I think you know, I personally kind of shrugged because to me that's kind of like a you know, it's not in my A list of games that I was eagerly anticipating. You know, we you know we were really fretting over. Um, you know, remember when, like, when when Breath of the Wild got delayed, and we were sweating over is Rag- God of War Ragnarok going to get delayed? Like, those are the big, big titles that you know we we have the meltdowns when they when they get delayed. Well, I mean, not so much a meltdown because again, we're so- fortunately, I think the community has become much more understanding of this kind of stuff. Usually, when you see one in one of these announcements, you know, a few years ago it would have been "fuck you, I want my game right away." Lots of petulant children throwing their toys out of the pram. Now, what you see is a lot of people saying, "Hey, take your time, we get it." You know, deliver the game when you're ready. And I think the community, at least you know for all the toxicity that's still out there that is one issue where i feel like the situation has improved a lot we have become a lot more accepting of game delays perhaps because we've seen what it looks like when they don't delay games and we get the cyberpunks and we get the games that, that that shipped before they were ready like you know and we have to deal with the aftermath of that you know for you know for months and years afterwards nobody wants that anymore we'd much rather wait uh and again given the circumstances in the world like i said we see these these delays so often now it is so commonplace that I think we've just kind of become inured to it a little bit. We're just kind of like, "Yep, there goes another one." And it's and it's sad that that's the case that, that this has become so commonplace. But the last couple of years have not been normal for anyone, and I think we, it, it's something that I think a lot of gamers have just kind of priced in at this point. We've come to yeah. expect it.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm 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 with Gary on that. I mean, that's pretty much it in the sense that when I see a delay at this point, I'm 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 not even disappointed. I'm just okay okay take your time you know it's 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 not a big deal we understand we're in unprecedented times things things are going to be delayed and kind of to your point gary i think the community as a whole has pretty much accepted that at this point you don't really see a lot of people being upset and you know throwing their controller across the room when when their 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 anticipated game gets delayed because I, i'm honestly shocked when a game doesn't get delayed at this point you know to be perfectly honest with you um to the point of this one, Midnight Suns. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't one of one uh, a game that was at the top of my list. Like, oh my God, I have to play it. Obviously, I'm a big Marvel fan and, and I and I like these characters. I I do like XCOM, but I was still kind of in a wait and see mode to see how it played out versus, yep, day one, let me go pick this thing up. So, hey, if they're delaying it because they need more time, do it. I have zero issue with that. And to that point, it it is funny how, like I said, I'm, to the point where I expect delays, I've really been going back and replaying some games that I haven't either played in a long time or jumping in the backlog and trying out something that I haven't played at all because now's kind of that time. I feel we're at a point in the, in the gaming industry where we have so many different games that we could be playing. That's the
2: thing. It's not like, it's not like there's nothing else yeah. to do. Exactly, right? like we've we've all got these we've all got these shameful backlogs that we that we talk about all the time. Honestly, I I, I, I sometimes feel like when a when a game gets delayed, what I'm almost like it's doing me a favour because yeah. like it's like take your no <laughs> right. take your time. Like I've got plenty <laughs> right. of other things to be getting on with. I've got so many backlog games to clear that you know. The, the 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 problem used to be the opposite when like when especially in the, when you get to the holiday season and so many games pile up and even if you know we're, we're fortunate enough to get codes and we can afford to buy a bunch of games because we're like hardcore enthusiasts but like the one thing that we don't have more than more than anyone else is time right In fact, in many cases we've got less especially you and me Paris we've got kids you know we have mm-hmm. to be very very careful at how we ration our gaming time it's like it used to it used to it, we've gone from like Feast to famine, right? I mean, I don't know about famine because then there'll be plenty of interesting games. But you know, in years past, holiday season past, it was like too much all at once. Everyone's you know unloading all their big AAA games and their award contenders and their big blockbusters from like September to December, and, and something's got to give. This year, what I'm hearing about, and I've seen a lot of lot of articles written about this, is like a AAA drought, right? There'll be Ragnarok. But for the most part, there's not, we're not getting, obviously, you know, Call of Duty, you get that every year. But there's not going to be this big glut of AAA games vying for your attention this year. And honestly, maybe that's not such a bad thing.
1: I, I agree. I'm I'm with you. It's it's so funny because I'd even tweeted it today because someone had saw saw me uh, talking about this on Gamertag Radio last week. I've been playing Gears 5 again just for the Ooh. hell of it, right? And uh, bro, let, let me tell you, let me tell you right now. Um, I'm playing this thing. On my PC, I, I have a 3090 just for context, but I'm playing this on insane settings. This is one of the most visually impressive games I've ever played on PC. It It is just that good. The lighting that they have in this game is just phenomenal. And then I flip over to the Series X, while it's not as good, my God is good enough. It's really, really good. I mean, Gears 5 on the Series X is very comparable to a high-end PC from a fidelity standpoint. That's how good it looks. And just playing through it again, and I think I talked about this a couple episodes ago, what sparked all this was me playing the original Gears of War via the cloud. And I'm like, huh, I wonder going from this, because it held up very well, how does it feel going to the latest version of it? And, And it's so fascinating to see how they've slightly and they've improved things so much but they've done it in such a subtle way that you really feel it that drastic shift when you go from the original all the way up to five but slowly but surely over the years they've just improved the cover system the aiming system the way the weapons are like all this different stuff they've added into gears over the years and it's culminated with what we have with five and i know i'm getting off track on this but yeah man i mean that's because we had a backlog to play. That's because we got other stuff to do that. I just started going down that rabbit hole and doing that, you know, and I've been doing it with other things. Like I've been jumping back into fallout three, just for the hell of it, messing around on that. I went back to cycle 2 because there were some achievements hell I wanted yeah. to get. <laughs> yeah, I had to, because yeah, there was okay. achievements. I didn't get through that first run. And then I got distracted playing other stuff, but that's the point. There's so many games out there to play, uh, you know, that it's, yeah, I, I'm fine if something got oh. delayed because there's there's plenty of options.
0: I'm so glad you're playing Gears 5. What a great game. What a great yeah. game, everybody. That's a yeah. terrific game. Yeah, And yeah, uh, I want to... We've talked about delays, delays, delays this whole year, right? And we've talked about games saying goodbye. And we know kind of the big notable ones, Stalker 2, Breath of the Wild 2, Starfield and Redfall. But I do want to know before we get out of this one is what is your most anticipated game that has been delayed this year that you're looking forward to the most because for me, I wrote down a couple and I know I have one special for Paris on the side, but I am excited for two. And I'm going to talk about one really quick and then one I'm really excited for. I do want to see what suicide squad kill the justice league is all about. I think this is a game. We all have kind of big question marks about of Rocksteady going from that single player that we love into a four player co-op and what that will look like with this kind of ragtag crew. Will it be any fun Will we get bored of it halfway through? What will this really be? But when you have a studio like Rockstead, you got to get excited and hope for the best here. So I'm really hoping this delay elevates it. But for me, my most <clears throat> anticipated game is something I've been talking about for a while now. Exo Mecca. This is that game oh, that we yeah, saw, yeah, yeah. which mm-hmm. is like the indie Battlefield Power Rangers looking game. And it looks like they don't have a new release date. And it was. Once again, delayed out of this year because they added a lot a lot of new content and they need more time to polish and prepare for a post-launch content launch, which I really like seeing. Uh, they're preparing for that as we saw with other first-person <laughs> shooter games. But this game, to me, gives me the Tribes uh, PC game, Gary, that you and I always talk about from back oh, yeah. in the day. It gives me Battlefield, Big Team Battle, and Halo. This is the game that I want to play so, so much, and I cannot wait for it to finally release, but Another delay to this one is a little heartbreaking because I am pumped up to play XO Mecca. That is high on my list right now.
1: That one they showed originally, wasn't that, this is when the Series X was debuting, but it was that... It was, it was when the fridge meme came out. It was when they did that event like in May, right? And they were showing some smaller... T- that's the first time they showed that. I, I remember, believe right? so. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And you, you'll recognize it. It has like this scarab beetle that's currently on YouTube. They have the big Power Rangers mech suit. We saw like a robot dinosaur. Like yep. this will be Battlefield cranked up to 50 on a kind of a double-A level. You know, I'm not going to expect the polish of a Call of Duty here, but I am looking really forward to seeing what this team brings because this is going to be a fun... First-person shooter in the space for sure, uh, Paris. I alluded to you earlier because I know most likely what you're gonna say, but like, what is your most anticipated delayed game so far?
1: So I let let, let me say two because I think you yeah. you you know one of them, but it's not the one that you think. So so replaced obviously is one that I'm highly anticipating. We know what what happened over in the Ukraine, um, has delayed that into well into 2023. We'll obviously see what the date on that's going to be, but I I. That gave me the death's door vibes, just so people know the first time I saw that at the showcase in in 2021. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, The second one would be stalker two for literally the same exact reasons that I just said would replace. But mine is Starfield. Starfield. Um, I actually caught a little heat online because I had actually said this on Twitter the other day because I went back and I figure, all right, all the hype has died, died down. No one's really talking about it anymore. Let me go back and watch that Todd Howard presentation again at the last showcase finally showing off Starfield and we talked about it before, but we know why it got delayed. It needed to be optimized more 100 percent, but stripping all that out and just listening to him describe what Starfield is and seeing what you're going to be able to do in that world. Absolutely. Of the known games of 2023 is my most anticipated. I can't wait to dive into that universe or galaxy or whatever you want to call it and just go explore and just live the life of a space pirate if i so choose or do whatever you can but all the things that bethesda brings to an rpg in that type of setting really excites me so i'm that that would be my most anticipated delayed game for 2023
0: we're watching the footage live and it's just it gives me the goosebumps because i'm so excited for starfield it's ridiculous gary you know you me and paris we're taking a lot of l's on our fantasy critic league because a oh lot of our God. picks have been delayed. Like we're
2: taking a lot of losses. We need to sit Gary. you guys
3: down, <laughs> <laughs> log in, drop games, and bid for games. Is
1: it, I've, is I've had any people left at this me. point. I
2: know it, we've not we've not been maintaining that. No, at all. I have not. I and, suppose you did and, and. the initial auction and then walked away. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, all I do is brag about the fact that I picked Kirby. That's it. That was my one shining <laughs> moment. Uh, you all laughed at me, but Gary, a lot of your games have been delayed, so it's an easy one for you. Of what are you
0: most looking forward to? That's been delayed into next year or beyond.
2: Well, for me, for me, it's it's it is it is Starfield. Even though I was slightly underwhelmed by the reveal that they did. If I, I again, I think it's because the hype levels were so unrealistically high. I, I feel like any anything was 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 going to be underwhelming in in terms of like what I had built up in my imagination. But I still have a lot of faith in the game. Like Paris, I, I, ever since Mass Effect uh, Two, I've I've wanted that that big world that I can that big sci-fi world that I can just get completely lost in and this is the only game on the horizon that feels like it can come close to scratching that itch for my wife i would have to say breath of the wild too because she loves those games she played the death she played breath of the wild to death i really enjoy watching her play that probably i'm I'm quite certain that that's her most anticipated game and then just as a wild card i'm going to throw out for spoken you know because i worked on it back in the early days of the of the story and well building. And I'm just, and then, you know, they went away and like worked on it for four years after I was done. I'm just very, very interested to see what came out the other end and like how much of the stuff that I contributed in the early days might still be in there. How much, how much survived. Plus it does look cool. So I'm interested to keep an eye on that too.
0: I was hoping you were going to pull that one out, Gary, because I know I receive a lot of questions because people want to know about your work on that. And they want to learn more about how you contribute and what you contribute to games like that because they don't really get to see the behind the scenes stuff so maybe one day we can ask you all the questions i think the i think when the,
2: i think when, when the game comes out and they do like you know their real pr round on it i'll probably be able to talk about it in, in more <coughs> in more depth but again the bottom line is like yeah i did i did some very early kind of foundational um uh, uh you know world building stuff came up with the name athia which is the name of the world and uh, like rules of magic and things like that, but again, they were like, "Thanks, now we've got it from here." And they went away with a different set of writers and actually did like the making of the game. Um, and again, sometimes when you go through a process like that, you never quite know like how much of the early stuff has been retained and how much of it um, you know makes it through to the to the to the finished thing. So just just because I had like my hands in it very very early on it's going to be interesting to see like well like when i'm playing it i'm going to be like oh i remember that from four years ago or you know or not (laughs) i just don't know we'll see all right very cool let's keep it going gary another one two weeks
0: in a row special controller piece of news for you now last week we had jazz Corden, friend of the show possibly teasing a release of an xbox elite series three okay we need to bring you back down to earth because now we have a possible tease of an Elite Series Two controller, but in a brand new colorway right now. So this has been up on Twitter for the day right now. Twitter user Rebs Gaming at Mister Rebs has shared a video of what could be a brand new version of the Xbox Elite Series Two controller, but in a white colorway with what looks to be an official box, the carrying case, charging pack, and everything you'd expect out of the packaging. And it possibly could be coming this holiday, twenty twenty-two the Xbox product line. Uh Paris, did I make you laugh over there? What do you think about this one?
1: No, I'm I'm laughing because obviously we had that speculation last week about uh-huh. all this stuff. Yep. And uh I, I had somebody whisper in my ear, you're dead wrong. <laughs> There's no Elite Three coming. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I have to laugh. And then obviously this leak. So it makes sense now what, what Jez mm-hmm. was was alluding to and speculating on this makes a lot more sense. I can honestly see this being announced at Gamescom because, and I could be wrong, but I feel like that's when the elite two was announced was at Gamescom 2019, because I remember going hands on with it at Gamescom 2019. So maybe this again is the right venue to be able to show off this white version of it, which I I would still hope there is a little more um, update to build quality. And it's not just a color change (laughs) as as we were speculating last week you know so mike you don't run through 100 of them even though i seem to have absolutely no problem with mine it's Again, great user, um, user error 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean hey it's I'm, I'm i'm good with it i mean it's a different color but Let let's see what the pricing on it's going to look like too
0: uh, it, really the elite series 2 controller is perfect right like yeah. when i read all the the things of like what people want from the elite series 3 controller It's the share button and better build durability. Nobody's bringing anything really groundbreaking to the mix whenever I read those comment sections. Right. So it is like, like you said, Paris, like, do you really need that? And it's just such a small variation of just put the share button on there and I'll be completely happy. That's the only thing it's missing in my mind.
1: And that's kind of the bummer seeing this, that it still doesn't have a share button. I mean, yeah. that really is, and you don't have to call it an Elite 3, which should be a complete overhaul of everything they're doing, but they could do the Elite 2.5 or something and say, boom, we put the, put the share button on it. Here's a different color to it as well. I think that's the only thing that's missing from this, making it arguably the best controller you can have right now. Yeah.
0: Uh, Gary, of course, I inform you of this because you are Mr. Controller out of the three of us here on this panel. Of course, what do you think of the whites? My only issue, Gary, from what I see is, You know, of course, we've really enjoyed these black rubberized grips on the bottom of the handles, right? Now everybody likes them, but man, oh man, it really limits the color of the controller. When this gentleman pulls it out, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see, of course, the flash of white, but then just massive rubberized grips on the sides of these controllers. Do you think it should all be white, Gary, or do you like this colorway, this scheme that it is?
2: I did kind of halfway call this last week, by the way, when we were talking about like what we would want from a Series Three controller, and we mm-hmm. talked about how like putting it through, uh, make, having a, 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 a design lab option would be great. Although, again, that's probably not compatible with what I imagine is a much more involved manufacturing process for the yeah. Elite controller. But I said at least like give us some color options, even if it's just two or three. Um, so it seems like they are doing that with this alternate color. I actually really like the black and white colorway. It seems like they've almost taken a bit of a design cue from the DualSense controller, which I, I love that look. The DualSense, I think, is the best looking controller. I still prefer to use a Series X controller, but I think the the DualSense looks to me like the highest end controller like it looks like a really serious piece of equipment It's beautifully designed that black and white it just looks like a like it looks like something out of a science fiction movie i think right. that's really really cool and it looks like they have, they have adopted some of that aesthetic in terms of the share button may I, I don't know like it feels like if they just want to sell controllers like add a share button and call it a series series three and all the diehards out there have got to have like the latest one are gonna go are gonna yeah. go get it um that said, I, it's funny, when I was complaining about the share button last week, I'd actually forgotten something that I had done when I was playing Halo Infinite. You can, you can easily map a share button mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. Onto, the, onto the Elite Controller, right? You've got the paddles, yes, you've sure. got the shift button. Mm-hmm. It's Actually, what I, when I was playing Halo Infinite with the Elite Controller, because it was so rare for me to get a kill in Halo because I'm so bad at it, I recorded pretty much every <laughs> kill I ever got as like proof that I got some kills. And so I was like, "Where's I want my share button. So I actually mapped it to one of the paddles underneath. Um, which is very easy to do with the with the software that they give you. Um, I think they'll sell a bunch of these to to collectors. Whether or not the white is gonna, you know, in time, we'll see if they start to t- if it starts to uh, discolor at all. I don't mm-hmm. know. The rubberized grip again. I would need to feel it in the hand. I would just say I can't remember how the how the how the elite controller feels different in the hand. I just I gotta say I've called it out before. As much as I don't like the aesthetic of it. I don't know if you, if either of you two have held that that Forza Horizon controller, but it has that kind of steering wheel mm-hmm, rubber yeah, effect yeah, on the bottom. And that to me is the, I, w- I wish every Xbox controller had that. It's so grippy. It feels so good in the hand. Um, I uh, I would love to see that. And on the durability, it's funny. I know I've heard people say about, oh, you know, eventually the control, you know, if, you, if you're if really them down the Xbox controller, the Elite controllers start to break down. I'm kind of surprised to hear that because the one thing that like r- immediately hits you the first time you put an Elite or an Elite 2 controller in your hand compared to the original one is like, it feels like a serious piece of like, it's heavier. It oh, feels sturdier. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. tell it's made of like higher quality material. I'm actually kind of surprised that there have been these occurrences of people complaining about, um, you know, failures and things like that. Because the first time you get it, you're like, man, this is like a really robust controller. I don't know if they're, if they're kind of stealthily doing, revisions like maybe you know maybe when they do a tear down on this on this new white one they'll find out that there's been some kind of quiet you know uh, you know internal revisions i don't know but I, I don't know why they just don't take the next step and just call it a you know, call it a series three put a share button on there to bring it into parity with you know the standard xbox controller um it just seems like a no-brainer to me i'm, I'm sure they'll get around it around to, to eventually and this white option is just kind of an interst- interstitial step along the way
0: yeah, So exciting stuff, keep an eye out for that one If this is to be real or not We will see, maybe a great little holiday release For all of you, but a white colorway Would be nice to mix up With the just generic Black Elite controllers Let's talk about one final story Before we get out of the XCast This week, and that is Your Xbox Series S Could receive a small nice little boost to help you out there i'm going to pull from ign.com by taylor lyles who just does incredible reporting over there so i'll read directly from the report right now microsoft recent uh microsoft recently released a new xbox software development kit which gives developers access to more memory the change should help improve the performance when playing it when playing games on the xbox series s as spotted by the verge the latest game development kit frees up hundreds of additional megabytes of memory for the Xbox Series S game developers. Quote, this gives game developers more control over memory, which can improve graphics performance in memory-constrained conditions, end quote. Microsoft's Games dev team noted in the June Game Development Kit video. While this should help provide a much-needed boost to the Xbox Series S, it will take time for developers to optimize games, and there are no promises that games already out on the Xbox Series S will get a patch improve their overall performance gary yourself paris myself have all hyped up and really praised the xbox series s and what that's capable of you see the team still continuing to tinker with it and keep it relevant here for developers and for this next generation are you happy to see this and do you expect this to happen a lot over the coming years as we've seen kind of mid-generation boosts come out with different console variations do you think they'll have to do this a lot to this console?
1: yeah I'm i mean happy. Like, go, ahead. Sorry, sorry. go ahead no
2: you, you go paris
1: no i was just gonna say i'm I'm happy to see it because hey if they can squeeze more performance out of this and it helps developers you know optimize games better on the series s 100 do it um the only the second part uh to your question that i was going to say really quick is i'm still not convinced they're going to do a mid-generation hardware refresh so if they don't it wouldn't surprise me to continue to optimize on this current hardware and try and squeeze squeeze every last ounce of power that they can out of it so that as these developers get more familiar with the hardware and they're able to you know want to do more ambitious things with their games on on these platforms they'll they'll have the the power to do it so yeah this is, this is good news to see that the s is is uh, getting this performance boost
2: yeah I think it's i think it's a really cool little piece of news the idea that they can do these kind of back end Performance tweaks that don't, you know, require anything on part of the user. Right? Like you said, there's no new hardware re- revision. You'd have to go like buy anything else to plug into it to, to, to boost the performance. It just it just happens and you're the beneficiary of it. So that's really great to see. And again, this is this is you know making a, a really good console, as I've said a million times before, the best console for most people. It's absolutely true. Um for a box that is and, and the Xbox Series S is a console that's already punching above its weight. Right. Mm-hmm. It's basically almost half the price and, and basically half the size of the Series X. Anytime because I'm obsessed with like the digital foundry deep dive, you know, performance teardowns that they do with the little frame rate graphs and everything. One one of the things that is very, very common in that is like they're they're often quite surprised by just how good the series S version is compared to the Series X. There's actually not that much of a of a performance drop-off. There's always trade-offs, but like it's it's not like the Series S is like the poor man's version of any game, the series S version at least always like holds its own uh, pretty, pretty darn well. And if you don't particularly care about four Ks, as I've said, I think a lot of people you know really don't or notice the difference. It's really an amazing um, piece of hardware. And, 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 it's, and just on Paris is This has nothing to do with the performance boost again, which I think is great, but whether or not there is a, um, a, a mid-generation, you know, rev at any point. The only the only one thing we've talked about before that is holding back the Series S, and it's the only caveat I would give when I when I when I recommend it to people is just be aware that that hard drive space is going to run out, real yeah. fast.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, I would love to see. For me, the biggest winner would be a series a Series S like mid-generation refresh with a terabyte drive. That that to me would make it an absolute no-brainer. More memory, please. Right, it's more hard drive space.
0: Can I, can I go on a what grinds my gears moment really quick before we end this Mike, show? Can what I talk grinds about, your gears? What grinds my gears? Okay, let me bring up another one because Paris talked about him jumping into some older games like Gears 5 and beyond. This weekend, I played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 campaign. I'm making my way through some campaigns. Titanfall 2, you're this weekend to make Paris happy and talk about it on the show. But here's my issue, and the same thing happened on Gears 5. We had this issue where games... Uh, install size were getting out of hand, and everybody was like, "Hey, here's the deal. The new vision is is we're gonna let you install just certain parts of the video game, whether it be the campaign, the multiplayer, the horde mode, whatever it is." On uh, Gears Five and Call of Duty had this option as well. Well, here I am thinking, okay, well that's great. I have limited internet up here in the mountains. It's not as fast. It's gonna be tough to download everything, mind you. Call of Duty has like blended into weird one weird mishmash. Of Warzone and Call of Duty is too much, right? And so they offer me the opportunity, just like Gears Five did when I first clicked on it. Said, "What do you want to download?" I said, "Just the campaign, please, sir. I would like that. Download that. I jump in. What does it say?" "No, you don't have the right stuff." I go, "What in the f- is happening?" So then I download the campaign texture pack. Download that, and thinking to myself, "Gary, here I go. I should be good to go." It says, "No, you don't have that correct again." So now I have to download. Every single piece to make it say that it's good to go. So I've downloaded multiplayer. I've downloaded Warzone. I've downloaded everything known to man. And all I want is to play this campaign. And it's happened twice now because it happened in Gears for me as well, where it still just doesn't click the correct thing. I'm now on the warpath. I just want you to put the game out. I, as the consumer, will delete games off my hard drive and I'll just adjust accordingly. I don't want to keep getting hit with you're not getting the right content and having to re-download things, because that really sucks. Because I went from Friday to Saturday, then Saturday night, I'm finally able to play after downloading way too much. So, quick moment of what's grinding Mike's gears. Just weird installs. I would just like to download everything I'll figure it out from. There. I have a I have a
2: similar complaint, and it's that moment in okay. the install process when the when the little Xbox logo flashes up and it tells you that the game is ready to play, even though it's kind of like a, a halfway installed. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, okay. I, I gave up clicking on that, even though I, even though I may be like really really keen to play the game, I wait for the full install because I had too many instances where it was like oh ready to play how cool and again it's a nice feature to advertise play the start playing the game before it's even fully installed like get into the game right away. But every time that I've done it the version of the game that is quote-unquote ready to play is like half-assed where all the features that you want aren't even there yet it's playable but like barely right and so that whole like ready to play right now like that's that's some bullshit wait for the game to finish installing properly and
0: you're only just slowing the download down now too right then you're going to go back to the xbox dashboard, like a game is live you need to suspend and you're like okay fine i won't play my play now mode in fifa right now but quick little grind my gears before we get out of here here's a quick update for Game Pass for the first half of August that you need to know about. Out now, Ghost Recon Wildlands is available for cloud console and PC. A little Ubisoft love right there, so go check that one out. We also have Turbo Golf Racing for cloud PC and Xbox Series X and S. That's an ID at Xbox game. I have played it. I think it is a very fun time for an hour or two with your friends. It is Rocket League meets Golf. It is fun. It has cross-play for you and your PC friends if they're on PC game pass. I think it's a, a pretty good time, but I don't think I'll play it more than a weekend. Just if you, if you ever find one.
3: yourself uh, needing to challenge Andy Cortez in a game and you need a guaranteed win guaranteed win, uh, uh, challenge him with this game. Cause he's f- so bad at it. So bad. So go, to, go to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays to watch <laughs> him play and probably be the worst at golf he's ever been. It's, it's really sad to watch.
0: <laughs> uh, out now, Two Point Campus on Cloud, Console, and PC. I'll talk about that next week with all of you. August 11th, a game for Paris and Khalif. Cooking Simulator on Cloud, Console, and PC. Well, this will be where we settle the beef virtually? Maybe we could have a fun stream of that one, David. I, I
1: got I got him good with that one when I saw it because <laughs> I saw it before he did, and I was like, Khalif, there's something on Game Pass for everyone, even you. Your prayers have been answered. I
0: love that. <laughs> Uh, then of course on August 11th you have Expeditions Rome on PC and Offworld Trading Company on PC that's an ID at Xbox game for leaving on PC or leaving on August 15th make sure to go play these Boyfriend Dungeon Curse of the Dead Gods, Library of Runia, uh, Stormancer or Starmancer and Train Sim World 2. Gary another simulation game that you should probably check out before it's. Oh gone. I have it on
2: PC I love those Train Sim World games <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that will end this week's kind of funny X cast. Of course, we went a whole episode without checking on Paris and his Elden ring ex- uh, expedition, because we did talk Elden ring. I let him slide. Cause I know he's going to tell me when he's ready to talk about it, but I want everybody to know I went the whole episode and I said, you know what, Mike, I'll let him slide this time. So Paris, you're off the hook until next time for something fun like that. Gary and Paris it has been a great week spent with the both of you. It's Tuesday, a.k.a. really Wednesday for all you watching and listening out there. So make it through the work week, make it through the school week, have that second half of the week boost here with the kind of funny X cast. And we'll catch you back here next week on behalf of Gary Paris and Barrett and myself. Thank you all so much and play some games, y'all. Peace.